Crystal Craven, a singer, songwriter, and worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Matthew 4, we read about the Spirit leading Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now, I've written a deep study of this portion of scripture in my blog post, Where the Spirit Leads, but today we're going to focus on the aspect of resisting the devil and learning from the example that Jesus gave us in doing it victoriously. Uh, In James 4-7, it tells us to submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Most of us understand that concept of submitting to God and his will in our lives, and we want the devil to flee from us, but how do we practically resist the devil? First off, I do think it's important to remember and fully understand that as followers of Jesus, we will face trials and temptations. Jesus told us that in advance in John 16, 33, when he said, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And then throughout the New Testament, there are many encouragements for when we face trials. So when we account for the fact that we, that if we resist the devil, he will flee from us, it's not a matter of if we're going to need to use this practically, it's a matter of when and being ready to do so. When Jesus was approached by the devil in the wilderness, his flesh was extremely weak from having fasted for 40 days. The devil has a sneaky way of trying to pick us off while we're at our weak moments, doesn't he? But however, Jesus was successful in resisting the devil and the devil did leave him. So we're going to make a list of the, the things that Jesus did that we can learn from and then practically use in our own resisting of the devil. Okay, here we go. Number one. Jesus submitted himself to the Father by the Spirit's leading in fasting and being in the wilderness. So while he may have looked weak, he was indeed strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then number two, Jesus only replied with scripture and rebuke as he was being tempted by the devil. So there wasn't this back and forth, you know, conversation and discussion uh, with the devil, no matter how hard the devil was trying to keep a deceitful conversation going. Number three, Jesus had scripture memorized, and it was memorized in context. So the devil had even quoted scripture to Jesus, but he was using it out of context to try to deceive and tempt him. Yet because Jesus had memorized scripture and had memorized the context of it, he wasn't deceived by the schemes of the devil. Number four, Jesus did not waver in his response and in his weapon of choice. So even though the devil was trying to tempt him several times in his physical needs, his pride, testing his resolve, Jesus kept using the same weapon, which was a sword of the spirit, the word of God. And he didn't find different ways to fight those different angles of attack. He used the same weapon over and over and over again because it's powerful and is effective. So these are practical things that our Savior, who lived here on earth and can sympathize with us as our high priest— that he has given us by his own example to follow. It may sound a bit overwhelming, but if you're, especially if you're already spending time in the word every day, you're just spending that little extra time 
daily memorizing bits of scripture. And it doesn't have to be like this marathon memorization either. So my kids and I memorize a chapter of scripture each school year, and we make up songs to go with it because it makes it easier to memorize. And then it basically takes us nine months to slowly and steadily memorize chunks of scripture at a time, but it ends up sticking. So this last school year, we had memorized Hebrews 11. And now I can walk up to my kids and randomly say, now faith is the assurance, or even like start the song that we had done, now faith is the assurance. And then they get a big smile on their face and they start singing our Bible verse songs throughout that chapter. And I do want to make a quick mention that Jesus didn't memorize Bible references. So not that memorizing references is a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. But they didn't have references like we have in our Bibles today in their scrolls back then. And so the most important thing is that Jesus had memorized the contents and the context of Scripture. So if you're like me and you have a really hard time memorizing specific Scripture references, don't fret so much as long as you're memorizing the contents and you understand the context of those Scriptures. So when we're being tempted, we need to recognize when it's the devil, because honestly, sometimes he has his schemes and his temptations and his um, like deceit, and it can be harder to recognize. So we need to learn how to recognize this. And the only way that we can do this is being so immersed in the word of truth that when his lies and his deceit is coming our way, we can spot it instantly and start swinging our sword of the spirit in defense. It's kind of like when we look at the moon. It's, it's pretty in the night sky, but from afar, it still just looks like a tiny little white ball in the sky, right? But if you take the time, get out a telescope, look at the details and the craters upon it, the more magnificent the moon appears. Then later, if you're like talking about the moon during the day when you can't even see the moon, you're going to better remember the details of looking through that telescope and have a better picture of it in your mind's eye. So the word of God is a powerful weapon, but if we aren't reading and memorizing it, it will seem much less like a sword and more like a dagger during our spiritual battles. The more we know the Bible and memorize it, the better equipped we're going to be to use it in our battles. And then lastly, just as Jesus didn't, we don't need to think up a bunch of different ways to fight the devil. Even when fighting spiritual warfare as the devil was using Pharisees in Jesus's day to attack him, Jesus used scripture over and over and over again. So pastors and Bible teachers, they are amazing people of God and God uses them greatly for his purposes, but they don't ever replace our own reading and memorization of scripture. Jesus would go to the synagogue and listen to the readings of scripture from the scrolls, and he spent time meditating on it and praying to the Father. So how much more are we able to read and meditate on the word when we have our own Bibles readily available to us? And for some people, multiple Bibles in your home, right? The word of God is living and active, and it is useful for teaching, rebuke, correcting, and training in righteousness so that we may be equipped just as it tells us this in Hebrews 4.16 and in 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17. So as you move forward, either in your current spiritual battle or in these future ones that are bound to come, I want to challenge you today to memorize Bible verses just as Jesus had and then see what kind of difference it makes in your walk with the Lord and in your effectiveness to resist the devil in spiritual battles. 
vlogs, written devotionals, and originally written songs, visit crystalcravenmusic.com. And that's Crystal with a K.